0: Father, we pray that you will open our hearts and minds this morning and that you will speak to us in a way that we can understand, that we may grow in the knowledge and love of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please sit. So, William and George and Amy... I was really thrilled when Lee asked me to take part in this service this morning because although I've been ordained for 40 years for more than half of that I was an army chaplain. I spent my time with men in the middle of woods and fields and here, there and everywhere and did very few baptisms. And it was actually thinking about that that reminded me of my army days. They seem a long time ago now. But I remember two things. The first quartermaster I ever had said to me, Alan, any fool can be uncomfortable. And I always remembered that whenever I went on exercise. But what I miss most about the army is the squaddy sense of humour. They were real joys. And they said to me very early on, Padre, do you know the most dangerous combination in the British army? And of course I didn't. And they quickly told me the most dangerous combination in the British Army is an officer with a map. <laughs> Actually, you know, for once the squad has got it wrong. The most dangerous combination in the British Army was an officer without a map. Because then you were totally lost. And I want to talk this morning a bit about maps and I want to talk about stories. People who tell stories are dangerous people. But even more dangerous are those who have no stories to tell. The most dangerous people are those who have no stories to tell. Let me tell you a story. And you'll quickly piece together the missing parts. Last Sunday, I was jumped on and hugged By strange men. I was kissed by a woman I had never seen in my life. The baptism parties are worried it wasn't in church. It was actually in the Willow Tree Pub. It was a great day. I don't normally spend my Sunday afternoons in a pub. But there I was. Tears. I joke not. Rolling down my eyes. Hugged and jumping. You know like some banshee. It was wonderful. For 44 years and two days, I had taken abuse, ridicule, mockery from everybody I met because I said, I am a Manchester City supporter. (laughs) It was terrible. I got it all the way through my army career and everywhere else. And I was even given a present on a birthday of a book that said the title was Manchester United Ruined Life. Absolutely true. Now that's a little bit about me. If I had time, I'd love to find out what your stories are. Everybody has a story. It's our stories that give us meaning and purpose and direction in life. But actually, you know, our little stories are contained in a big story. And that's what happened to William and to George and to Amy this morning. They became part of the big story. Their lives, the excitement of their family and all that their future holds. We are now praying that they will understand within the story that's contained in the story of stories. Did you notice they were given a Bible today? A Bible just isn't a printed book. The Bible is the collection of our stories. It's how we make sense of our lives. And when Lee was doing the baptism, he started from the story of creation... The people of Israel escaping through the world all the way up to John the Baptist and Jesus. You see, we are people of a story. And it's by being part of that story that our lives actually make sense. Let me try to explain a little bit. Say for the sake of argument that tomorrow... A Shakespeare play, undoubtedly written by Shakespeare, was discovered. It was new. It had never been seen before. But there is a problem with this play. There are only four acts. But the title page page says clearly, a play by William Shakespeare in five acts. It's four acts. And the opening scene of the fifth act. Now what would we do if that play were discovered? We would not put it in a museum, let it gather dust and forget about it. What we would do is give it to the National Theatre, Royal Shakespeare Company, the best actors we have and we would say we want you to immerse yourself in this play. We want you to get in character We want a director who can see the theme, see where this play is going. And then, having immersed yourself, having got into character, having found out what the play is really about, we would want them to put it on stage. And the interesting thing is, when they put it on stage, the ending would always be the same But how you got there could be done in different ways. Now what I want to say to you this morning is the Bible is like that Shakespeare play. We have four acts. The first act is the act of creation. Behind everything that exists is a community of love that longs to draw us each and every one of us into that love. That's creation. But then the second act is the sad act. We call it simply fall. What it means is that each one of us, though created by God, deliberately turns our back on God's good purposes for us and chooses to go our own way. Creation the fall. See what God does. God calls a man by the name of Abraham and through Abraham and his descendants, the people of Israel, he works to make his love known to everybody. And then we come to the fourth act, the act that most of us know. It's Jesus. God himself entering into our world to demonstrate to the cross, to death, and through death and beyond, just how much he loves us. We've got four acts of this play, and we've got the opening scenes of the early church. So what do we do? That's where it seems to stop. The book that we gave to William and to George and to Amy is the first four acts. How is the fifth act to be staged? The answer is through you and through me and through people like us. What God says to us today is I want you to make sure that William and George and Amy get these stories into their bloodstream, that it becomes part of their DNA I want you to make these stories come alive for them. To immerse them into it. And to do so yourselves. And then, as a church, as a community, if you like, as a group of actors, I want you to continue that story. I want you to live it out in your daily lives At work, at home, with friends, with neighbours, here in West Bridgeford or wherever you are. That is the task that we're faced with today. Excuse me. As, if you like, people who are commissioned to do the fifth act, that's our job. That's why the Bible as story matters. That's why we come to church. That's why we have Christmas and Easter and Ascension and Pentecost and beyond. Because what we do is we shine a light on a different part of the story at different parts of the year until we live in the story and the story lives in us. That's what is beginning, please God, for William and for George and for Amy this morning. But there's something else. That play by is only a partial comparison. Let me give you a second one. There were children who lived in a vicarage. And these children were approaching the teenage years. And being typical young teenagers, they were fairly stroppy. They got tired of the fact that their father, the vicar, was constantly inviting preachers and missionaries and Christian workers to come and preach and to stay overnight in the guest room at the vicarage. (coughs) So what they decided to do was this. They found a fairly racy novel and they put it on the side table in the guest room. But what they did was cut out the last chapter of this novel, and they knew that the people would go to bed, they'd see this novel, they'd look at the first page, and they would be hooked. And they would keep reading. And then just as they wanted to know how the story ended, what happened, they would find out that the last chapter had been removed. And they would go down next morning to breakfast, bleary eyed, lacking in sleep, but being too embarrassed to admit that they had been reading this book and yet wanting to know what the end was. That, my friends, is not where we are. We have a story which we need to live out ourselves but there is no doubt what the end of that story is. You see, the director, if he were putting on a play, would have a theme. And the theme I can give to you in three words Our God reigns. Our God reigns. He always has and he always will. And you see, the last. The chapter of the story is this: the God who created us in love longs for us to respond to that love, and at the end will welcome each one who has responded to His love into His presence, there to enjoy His peace and His love forever. We know the last chapter. It's not a question of whether a Christian is an optimist or a pessimist. A Christian knows the end from the beginning. And so today, it's a great, great joy to welcome William and George and Amy into our story and to say to the parents, the godparents and the friends, please make sure they know the story. Please encourage them to be part of the community that lives that story. And please let them live with absolute confidence that life has meaning, that life has purpose, and that life is going somewhere. God created... Amy and George and William in love, and God longs for them to live in response to it and at the end of their lives to live with Him. That's the story, that's my story. That's our story. My prayer is that we live one of us in the light of that story. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you that you make each one of us for a purpose, that you love each one of us. Lord, draw us to yourself, help your story to become our story, and help us to live as men and women of purpose and meaning in the light of Jesus. In his name we pray, Amen.